and thanks for spending time this afternoon. You you grew up on a farm and, and you told me your dad was a farmer. And uh, what, what was the best advice your dad gave you? So I'll give you a little background first. I grew up on a farm. I'm fifth generation farmer. I grew up on a farm. I do chores. We've got all sorts of livestock. We've got dairy cattle, beef cattle. We've got pigs. We've got chickens. We've got ducks. We've got sheep. We've got goats. We've got all sorts of livestock on a basically 35 hectare farm. Um, I go off to college. I graduate from the University of Iowa with a degree in psychology. Somewhere along the way, I re realized I didn't want to do psychology. I wanted to do farming. And I came back to my dad and I said, hey, I got a degree in psychology, but I want to farm. Can I farm with you? And he said, um, no. He said, I've got my farm. You go find yours and I'm not signing any papers. And therefore, I was out on my own. And I'll tell you, it's pretty harsh advice. But nevertheless, it's the best advice because it's up to you now. Do you sink or do you swim? If you want to farm, you, you now have a passion for success. And you better put your head down and your ass up and you better start working because the only way you get ahead is sweat equity and making things happen on your own. He didn't even let me borrow his machinery. I had to get my own. So, so did, you, did you have an opportunity to rent from him or did you have to buy your own right from the start? Buy your own. Right from the start. Right from the start. And I was lucky. Um, we're in the height of a farm crisis, 1988. Land is fairly inexpensive, but banks won't loan you the money. So I was turned down by seven banks the 8th Bank gave me a loan for $1,600 per hectare land. Huge, huge investment for me. I had 20 cows to my name. The down payment was $1,000, and I had to look through drawers to come up with enough money. Wow. What an amazing story. John, yes. thanks. Yep. John and starting off that way, what, what changed your career, your farming career? Two things changed the trajectory of my, my career. Number one is um, winning the state soybean contest with no-till, introducing no-till, and having that become a custom no-till operation where I went from zero acres to approximately 6,000 hectares over the course of about uh, 10 to 15 years. And that's just custom planning. And that's just custom planning. And with that, I was able to pay for the machinery. I was also able to pay uh, for some land, for more land. The second thing that saved the, that changed the trajectory of me was winning the nation's number one farmer in 1997. With that, John Deere came to me and said, will you do tours for us? And so that started me in the tour business, a business that I didn't even know existed. And today I see more than 7,000 people come to my farm every single year because of that. And it created a lot of tourism opportunities for me and just getting to know people from all over the world. Shoot, I was in Ukraine, Russia, Moldova, um, and Romania 
because of some people came to my farm and they wanted me to come to their farm and they paid my way to come. Whoa. I've spoken in Brazil to a group of 10,000 farmers and they paid my way to go to Brazil because of that opportunity. Whoa. John, that's an amazing story. Thanks. So John, there's a, there's a there's a few high school kids working for you that I've seen this afternoon. So, um, what what's your what's your goal with that? How do you see your your calling with that? So I've had a lot of high school kids that work for me, and my big thing is to teach them about agriculture and teach them about how do they fit in in the, into the agriculture story. Almost every one of them does not come from a farm. It, they come from a, a small town, a village, and they will want to learn. And my best ones come without any experience because then I teach them everything and they don't come with bad habits. So therefore, I teach them, I take the time to teach them. Yes, it takes time, but I am wanting to train the next generation. And that is why I serve on the school board because we have an FFA program about agriculture. And agriculture comes in many shapes and sizes. It doesn't have to be plows and, and corn and pigs and soybeans and things like that. It can be in vertical agriculture where they're growing strawberries in a greenhouse or in even a, um, a an old warehouse. And they're using LED lighting and things like that or they're they're learning about fertilizers or uh, vertical agriculture or things like that. So there's a lot of different things that I'm setting them up so they're interested in agriculture and their future lives can be, be become part of it. And so in a way, I feel like I'm the manager of these great all-stars that go off and play and I'm the proud manager that says, that is cool. Look at the success that came out of that. And if I contributed a little, little piece of it, I feel a lot of success with it. And I'm really proud of all of their accomplishments and what they can do. So as um, Iowa farmers, what's your strategy in terms of, of working with, with, with government and, and with the county and making sure that you, you remain able to farm? So and part... It, I feel like you're either part of the problem or you're part of the solution. And I choose being part of the solution. So I put my neck out there and I run for school board. I put my neck out there and I run for a county supervisor. And these are the people that make decisions as to whether this land can be put in houses or they can be still farmed. Or they can be uh, used for industrial purposes or still farmed. And that's part of my little way of being part of the solution of keeping the county and the nation in an agriculture uh, stability and state.